0: I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top-draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time though. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. I've received the thumbs up from my uh, producer. It's alright, i quite like to. Um, so welcome to the uh, Frank Skinner Absolute Radio. Radio podcast, and um, that's what I'm calling it. Mm. I'm here with um, Emily and Gareth. Hello,
1: hello, yeah.
0: Sounds a bit hanging on. You see, what's happened is because we record these after the show, the adrenaline's dropped now. During the show, we were mildly hysterical, I would say. We were, uh, but that's
1: because you got to speak to someone very special.
0: I did, yes, but I Me. do that every <laughs> oh, sa- oh, you spot that was going to be a sorry. compliment, and you spilt it. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yes, I got to speak to the new West Bromwich Albion manager. Uh, if you, but if you don't like football, don't panic, because it's, it's. we talk about all sorts of things.
1: And if you're a lady, you'll like it, because he had quite a sexy voice, I thought. Yes,
0: it's the Italian thing, isn't it? Yeah, I love it. And uh, Alan Cochrane was on The Comedian, he was very good, I thought. He, he will be good, I mean, when you listen to it in a minute. Uh, and we're in Birmingham, that's the unique thing about this week's show, um, for reasons that you will discover as you listen to this podcast. So... I really hope you'll enjoy it. You know, it it matters to me, and I know it matters to my colleagues. Am I correct? Yes. So do, do, listen, and laugh.
2: Absolute Radio. Oh,
0: it is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio, and well, we're in Birmingham, can you believe it? I know. It's and, so exciting. And to sell them, I've got some special jingles. What about this? Going back to Birmingham! <laughs> Quick, but I like it. If you don't get it quick, he says, way down in Alabama, which slightly spoils yeah. the whole thing. So this is Frank Skin on Absolute Radio, live from Birmingham with uh, Emily and Gareth. And we're all, obviously we're all here, but they stayed in a hotel last night.
1: Yeah, we did. How was that? Well, it was all right, but the aircon was broken. I know that sounds a bit princessy. not, no, never you. <laughs> no, but it was making a noise, which I compared to the sound of someone stirring a metal broth. You know, it was clanky. You know when someone's
2: stirring a metal <laughs> broth. I hate it when people do that.
1: So, yeah, so I'm a bit sleep deprived, but I love Birmingham. Do I you? love it. You've never been before, I suppose. No, it's out. my first time. But the guys are very appreciative. That's why I like it. You get a good, you know, they look at you in a really nice way, I think.
0: Do you mean they're Lear and let? Yeah, pretty saying? much. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I quite like that as well. <laughs> <laughs> took me years to get that out of my system. Now I find out women like it. Can't believe Well, I had a fact, I went to the, uh, we're at BRMB. I said, can you allow me to say that? I've said it now. We're, uh, they're, they're letting us use their uh, their station. Uh, so we're in a studio in uh, in BRMB. And I tell you what I noticed here, that... that I went to the toilet earlier and the door, you know, sometimes you push a door, a swinging door and it's surprisingly hard. Perhaps this doesn't happen to you younger people. But I went to push it and uh, it didn't move. I had to get a bit more purchase. I had, to, <laughs> I had to readjust my feet position to get it open. It's just to get into the toilet. I mean, I, mean, I, could, have, I could have pulled something. And I, had a, I went to the test match yesterday at Edgbaston. Oh yeah, which was uh, fabulous. I mean, very exciting cricket. And I I sat with um, Trevor Francis, the former uh, famous. Yes, I know him. And uh, John Major.
1: What was he like?
0: I had quite a long chat with him. I didn't know this, but if you if you're a prime minister, you get security uh, for the rest of your life. Wow! So everywhere he goes, um, everywhere he goes, (laughs) people always yeah. (laughs) Uh, he, yeah, so those two, I mean, they're not very apparent, but yeah, he, he said to me he hadn't been anywhere on his own for 31 years.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think that's really glamorous, having close protection.
0: Um,
1: I think that's very glamorous.
0: Well, I said I'd quite like it, yeah. and I was thinking about it, um, particularly longingly this morning when I woke up <laughs> at 4am in my flat in Birmingham, and uh, what I assume were hooded youths outside, <laughs> I had an image of my car being upside down and on
2: fire. Gareth and
1: I of. like your bouncers now. That's what I like to think of us as.
2: Yes, yeah. Although I think you're, you're in trouble bouncers. if anyone <laughs> does seriously try to do anything. Do you think John Major did became prime minister just so he didn't have to be alone ever again?
0: Well, it's a nice idea, isn't mm. it? If you're, if you're a lonely person by nature, um, I suppose it is a good thing. I, I mean, I, I like having. He said, you know, sometimes it gets on your nerves, and he said if he insisted, he could get rid of them, you know. But who'd do mm. that? Yeah.
2: So was there someone standing by while he was with Edwina Curry or do you think they stayed outside the room? I can't. He's my mate now. I'm oh, not going to refer to that. He's showbiz mate. He's my new mate. <laughs> Emily, do you think there was someone in the room while he was with Edwina Curry?
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Look, I'm still in charge here.
0: I'm in Birmingham now. I'm on my own patch. But it was uh, it was very... And If I had two security guards with me, I'd just walk into pubs and be lippy with big gloves. <laughs> <laughs> Try and lure them into a bit of, yeah, uh, what are you doing, mate, lads? <laughs> and they've got those, like, wiry bits behind their ears. Oh, man, it must be brilliant.
1: Absolute radio.
0: So, um, why am I in Birmingham? That's what you're asking yourselves, you people listening, our beloved listeners. Well, I'll tell you, I'm getting uh, a star on the Birmingham Walk of Stars. It's what very is exciting. That, people are asking. <laughs> it is very exciting if you're uh, if you're in Birmingham. Um, A lot of people might not have heard of it, but you know that thing in Hollywood where they have stars on the pavement. I mean, Mm. stars, not stars on the pavement. Obviously, maybe Robert Downey Jr. a few years back. Um, But uh, yeah, well, they have got one of them in Birmingham, so it's uh, it's like Ozzy Osbourne was the first one; he got a star, Mm. and Jasper Carrot's got one.
1: I saw one yesterday. Who outside flair's nightclub i saw noddy holder <laughs>
0: when you say flair's nightclub i don't know if you're giving the right image of them again <laughs> i don't think we're locked locked in the 70s in any way <laughs> but yes
1: yeah noddy holder i saw i hope you're near here and of
0: course noddy holder was the other yeah, yeah. noddy holder has got a star yeah which is uh, I, I mean I, you know i'm in good company there's some odd ones Maury walker's got a star
1: Oh, I didn't even know he was from
0: Birmingham. No, I had no idea he was from Birmingham. I haven't met anyone from Birmingham who knew he was from Birmingham. It's something he obviously kept very much to himself. And um, also the Archers have got a star. All of them? or the, the series itself. Oh, OK. One particular actor. And then it says, like, in brackets, the... I mean, some of them are quite... Complicated. There's, there's, there's loads of script on some of ex, various qualifications and explanations about <laughs> how they got them. But mine just says Frank Skinner. And then there's a picture of a microphone.
1: Oh, hey! Is there going to be like a Lord Mayor, and is it going to be all formal? Oh, months? the
0: Lord Mayor is going to present. I it to love me, it. I, I love a Mayor, and, he, and he's got the proper. You know, the... has he got a the, chain? He's got. He's got to have the chain.
1: Oh, I love well, a chain. Who am
0: I going to recognise him? <laughs> Could be anybody. He, he don't just wear the chain though. He wears the red coat and the two. You know, the two point hat.
1: <gasps> you know what? That's a bit.
0: Two point hat sounds like two point hat children.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, it does awesome.
0: What did you say? It'll it
1: sounds a, a bit Henry the
0: Well. I don't know. I think the lord mayor's the slim line. But oh, okay. I don't know. It could, be, you know, nowadays, could Mayor. be a woman. <laughs> so thought we just thought about that. Oh, yeah. It, people were thinking that was that all right to say. It's perfectly all right to say. <laughs> Obviously it would be a lord mayoress, but uh, a mayoress is a fantastic thing to be. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, anyway. So we that's that's why I'm in Birmingham. So we're going to do the show and then um We do various other things. And I think about five o'clock, I'll be meeting uh, the Lord Mayor. His worship, (laughs) the Lord Mayor. Do I I call him your worship?
2: Um, Yes.
1: Your eminency, I'm going to call him. Your eminency. Why not? Yeah. (laughs) He's not going to not like that, is he? I'm going to call
2: him, right, OK. I'm going to call him
0: Eminem for short. (laughs) I'm going to say say that halfway through that I'm having a bit of a mayor. (laughs) (laughs) In fact, I'm having a bit of a Lord Mayor. That's how bad a day it's been. Oh dear! So yeah, so that's what's happening, and uh, I'm—I I'm, am—I'm being slightly jocular, but I am quite excited about it because it'll mean that people will be able to say, "Well, I'll meet you at Frank Skinner at eight o'clock," and they can oh, make you yeah. at the start. It's actually on a street called Broad Street in Birmingham, so it'll also mean that it'll be covered in vomit most weekends. <laughs> and you know, I often was on the pavement in Broad Street covered in vomit, so I'm okay <laughs> with that. Yes, this is uh, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily and Gareth. We are in Birmingham. Did you read the thing in the paper that in Germany you can buy? This is like a practical joke thing. You can buy bikinis um, that, uh, and you give them to, like, you know, your girlfriend or whatever. And then uh, they once they go into the water, they dissolve after two minutes.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> That's horrible. I'd give that to a girl I didn't like. I'd do that. I'd give her a present and go, "Hi, I bought you a bikini." Yeah, you would do that. wouldn't Yeah,
0: you? I wouldn't really. I'd be suspicious if somebody bought me. A, obviously, they bought me a bikini. Yeah. But wouldn't you? It, it, it. The idea is apparently that you do it if you got an ex. If you split up and you hate your, you know, your ex girlfriend, you give her a bikini and humiliate her.
2: All oh, right. So it's a wrench. It's a wrench. It's a revenge <laughs> bikini. It's a revenge bikini. Wow. Yeah.
0: So this is what they do in Germany, apparently. I don't know what's gone wrong with the old-fashioned abusive phone call.
1: Yeah, or sewing prawns in the curtain hem. You know, that's what I do. So is that
0: some sort of terrible euphemism no. I don't want to work out? Sewing prawns in, in the, the curtain, curtain hem. hem.
1: And then they'll think, what's that horrible smell? Oh, well, And then yeah. they'll never know, yeah. It's
0: yes. the
2: prawns in the curtain hem. <laughs> I think that would be a nice title for your memoirs, should you ever write them? <laughs> no, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm from told... now on, I'm going to call you prawns in the curtain hem. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's Hidden Shallows my memoir I told you that Hidden
2: Shallows
0: is yeah. very very fine. Yeah so uh, i have never I mean it's a bit unkind this one isn't it the the dissolving bikini. It's, it could be worse it could be like the dissolving yeah dinghy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for the non swimming
2: ex-girlfriend that obviously would be a little bit harsher. The dissolving ambulance. Yeah someone calls an ambulance. And it's raining. Something else that was dissolving. i had a bit more time. Am- I would have thought something yeah, funny. Well, than I mean, we, had, we don't have time now for you <laughs> no. to workshop stuff.
0: It has to come out
2: re- ready. <laughs>
0: <I> <laughs> but don't... something,
2: you know, something that's important. That if it dissolved, then that would be bad. That's the sort of thing I was after. Yeah, People, a, a bit like the, the dissolving dinghy, joke. Yeah, dissolving <laughs> dinghy. Some Fifteen minutes. Ago. Yeah.
1: Stop it, you two! <laughs> I, so. um, I don't really like practical jokes, though. I used to do them a lot when I was a kid. Like? I really, I don't know if I should say they're so bad. Oh, I don't care. Okay. I once, I had a babysitter called Mrs. Lion, and I did a wee in a glass and said, Mrs. Lion, I have brought you some apple juice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and did she say, <laughs> I'm imagining she was Mrs. Lion, the way Roland Rat would be called Mr. Rat. Yeah, well she... And, and she, she drank, drank the apple juice. No,
1: of course she, she went, this is very warm.
2: Oh no! Well, she knew I, this she was very me. warm and tastes of urine. <laughs> yeah, she was no fool, Mrs. Lyon. Oh, sorry about that. Would you like one of my brownies? <laughs> that would have been unpleasant. And
1: once I, know, put... I
2: just just finished an antelope.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sorry, Mrs. Lyon. Shouldn't she be Mrs. Lyoness if we go on the mare rest? Did you sew <laughs> a dolphin into an anorak? No, but once. I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because she, she was out and she could hear.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> what is that noise?
2: Is that is that my iPod? <laughs> <laughs> my, yes. my mum and dad and my, my whole family once on April Fool's Day they did a really good trick on me where I was sleeping in in the morning and they moved uh, house <laughs> 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 no they set they set the fire alarm off Right. The, the, the smoke alarm, and then I so I got up and rushed out in my pajamas. What, your parents did, yeah, that? and they were all waiting there in the hallway for me and said, "Go, go! There's a fire! There's a fire!" And then they Do you all. You lived in a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking a house, isn't it? I'm in a big big corridor. It was a cor- our, our house in that we had in. It was when we lived in Cornwall, and it was quite long and thin, and mm. it had a. Corridor. Because
1: earn a lot of money these days.
2: What? Well, it wasn't a vicar then. Oh, OK. Oh, yeah.
1: His dad's a vicar, isn't he? He's a preacher. Is
2: that oh, the same okay. thing preacher, as a Preacher, no. He's not, he's not an Anglican.
1: Anyway, so what happened?
2: Um, <laughs> so we really yeah. ran... I didn't mean to say Anglican in quite no, that term. Like, yeah, sounded um, It's not the fire and brimstone. Well, the fire type, certainly. Um, and, um, yeah, well, and then we, I ran out outside of the house and then they all laughed at me. So they yeah. all ran through the house with me until I got outside in my pyjamas, and then they all laughed Aww. at me. Yeah, and then they locked the door and didn't let you in for, I think it was mm. it was almost two months. And then while I was out, they sewed a jellyfish into my duvet cover.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I hate that. Absolute radio. Um, yeah, I did a practical joke on uh, David he's His uh, ex-girlfriend, I used to live with him, right? Uh, and uh, his girlfriend used to stop a lot. They weren't married. And... Uh, <laughs> She went to a, a fancy dress party as Catwoman and she had, like, this headband, like, one of those solid plastic headband things with, uh, with it, big ears. Oh, massive, yeah, big, I'm familiar black, with them. Ears, yeah. And uh, a few months later, I found the headband with the ears on. So I, I got in uh, at about two in the morning or something and uh, I lay in bed for a bit and then I got up and I wedged the, he- the plastic band with the ears sticking out into the cat flap. So there was just two big black pointy ears sticking out the cat flap. And then I really rattled the door. And Dave had got out of bed and come out of and went,
2: Oh, God.
0: So he was so gullible, Dave. He thought it was like a giant cat. I bet he's quite him. easy to wind up. Oh, God. He's so, I mean, he's a very intelligent man. He's told me many times. But he, <laughs> but um he's a double first at Cambridge in case he stopped just so he doesn't have to text him. And. Uh, <laughs> But um, it's so gullible. It, it's unbelievable. I once put a plastic frog in his bedroom, but one of the, and it was one of those African day-glow tree frog things. And he says, oh, God, there's a frog in my bedroom. Can you get rid of it? And I went in there. He, he hit the cat for ringing it in, which I felt slightly bad about. But, uh, you know, if you're going to make an omelette. <laughs> and uh, and then he was hiding in the suite while I dealt with the frog. I picked it up, put it in my mouth, and went whoo! And he came out and screamed. He thought the frog had uh, leapt into my mouth. It's a strange old world. Anyway, <laughs> if, if you've ever uh, done a practical joke, or um, if you've ever been the victim of a good, you know, a good one, then uh, give us a text. We're on eight twelve fifteen. Uh, and we don't have any emails. No we? emails
2: today. Yeah, no, we,
0: we don't have the technicality. They don't text. have them in Birmingham. Yeah, they've only just got Christianity. <laughs> so, um, and Flair's Nightclub. And Flares Nightclub. So, um, Flares Nightclub is just they actually fire flares in there at the costume. <laughs> but I think that's all right. So yeah, eight, twelve, fifteen, and and give us a text about your your practical jocular. Uh, Frank, my
1: chair's really squeaking. Listen, it's oh, I bad. thought that was your
0: spine. I didn't <laughs> want to mention it. <laughs> Now, yeah, well, you know, we're on different chairs today. And just you have to live with that. Okay, okay. I think that I think that's okay. Don't don't give me a hard time about All it. All right. Um, what was we going to talk about? Sleeping? We so, were we was talking about
1: sleeping. Oh, so we have these conversations and then I forget. Oh yeah, apparently how you sleep. You know, when you fall asleep next to your partner. Well, I wouldn't because it's been a while. Yes. But um, <laughs> that dictates what your relationship will be like. So if you don't have kind of compatible sleeping habits, that's really bad news. That's but how like do you a know really key you're thing. Asleep? Oh no, you know if someone's okay. So I used to go out with a guy. You know the comedian I went out with. Yes. Which he... one? I... I think we've
0: established previously you went out with the cast of Dad's Army <laughs> over a period of two
1: years. He used to say to me that <laughs> you he's... have been sleeping with
0: Clive. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, he was lovely, Clive. Um, no, he used to say to me that sleeping next to me was like sleeping next to a tumble dryer. Clive Don said that. No! He's a bit more
0: poetic than I had did Sleeping next to a tumble dryer. Yeah,
1: that's what it was like, because apparently I toss and turn so much. Oh, thank God for that. I thought you
0: slept with your front door up.
1: <laughs>
2: Absolute
1: radio. So, yeah, I, uh, my
0: sleeping... I used to go out with a woman, and, uh, we slept together. I know. And, uh... She was, I she was such a difficult person. Hmm. I'm not going to name her, but um, I can guess who it is though. <laughs> okay, no, you can. And uh, she was such a difficult person. I, I remember being in bed with her once, right? We were, we were, the light had been off, you know, maybe a, a, an hour when I, you know, was we sort of I was asleep, half asleep, whatever, and we were lying facing each other, you know, and I, I rolled over, so turning my back to her. and I had to go, well, thanks very much. <laughs> Now that's a lot of pressure. If that if turning your back on somebody in bed is a bit of a moment, a bit of a difficult yeah. moment. And
1: you know that if I find it unreasonable, you're in trouble. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's, I, yeah. It's a difficult thing.
2: I do, you know, when I cuz you you try and cuddle and stuff, but my Laura and I, how do you know? We we <laughs> When we, like, you try, it's, it's nice project. cuddling for a bit, but we can't. I can't go to sleep with anyone touching me. Oh, no. Do you know what I mean? Like, you start cuddling for a while and you go, oh, this is nice, and then you get to the point where you can't possibly bear the touch of another person for a second longer. And I think we both do. We both sort of have to throw the other person away.
1: Throw them away? That's Throw horrible.
2: them away <laughs> into the bin, and then you've got to find a whole new partner.
0: Yeah, well, someone told me that he'd, he'd slept with... Uh... A, a lady, and uh, she'd, he'd, he'd gone to sleep like with his arm around her neck kind of thing. <laughs> but that's how he'd got her to sleep in the first place. <laughs> no, no, that's not true. <laughs> and, uh, and she'd fallen asleep sort of on his arm, and he couldn't move his arm, all the blood drained out of his arm. So she was lying on like, sort of like the bicep, and he couldn't feel his hand or any of his forearm, and he became worried that it might go white and fall off. And uh, it, but he didn't want to wake her up because it was like the first time they slept together. and He, he didn't want to cause the scene. Now that is ridiculous. Did he lose yeah. the arm? Yeah, I'm afraid he did. I was, <laughs> was going to leave that bit out this early in the morning, but yes, he lost. He lost the arm. Um, but you know, have you had an to... omelette? <laughs> <laughs> you got to lose a few arms. We've,
1: have we had any tension? We, we, have, oh, we have, Frank. good. yeah. We, you know, we were asking people about practical jokes. Yes, um, and I was here. Co- oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> um, Coxie in Felixstowe says, I used to work for Virgin Atlantic as cabin crew. We used to have butterballs. are they called Absolute Atlantic now? Oh, yes, I believe they are. Oh, good. Um, we used to have butterballs in upper class. You know those posh butterballs? That sounds like that as a
0: nickname of one of the stewards. That's <laughs> when you get a bit sweaty on a plane. Oh, um, like Sorry. <laughs> um, Just because we're in Birmingham, don't get, get carried away.
1: Let me finish reading it. <laughs> we used to have butterballs in upper class. Posh, all that. We used to cover them in coffee granules and give them to the new cabin crew, saying they were chocolate truffles. That's
0: quite good. Yeah, I bet no one ever complains. I imagine that butter balls covered in a uh, in coffee granules are actually quite nice.
1: Yeah. You and don't
0: seem convinced.
1: I don't, I don't think I'd be ordering
2: it. <laughs> well, no, it would be an outlandish thing my to My mum order. says she used to, in my mum's tales from her poor childhood, she would roll balls Is that of butter. Book? Is that her book? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, she'd roll balls of butter in sugar and eat
0: them. We used to do that for a sore throat. If you had a sore throat, oh, really? you'd a spoon a, a, a spoonful of butter and then put it in the sugar bowl and then eat that. Mm. It didn't work, but... Um, <laughs> but it... I didn't mind it. Clogs up your right. arteries.
1: There's another um, text in from Jeff who says, um, "As young teenagers, my sister and I were left upstairs in a small hotel. That doesn't sound good. Anyway, whilst the parents ate, we had a toy snake and dropped it below onto the entrance path. Hilarious mix of responses from macho male stamping to wimpy run away, run away. I
0: like that. I like it. I'm hoping it was one of those ridiculously obvious toy yeah. snake, and that big men ran away. My brother did that. I've got two brothers, and uh, my younger brother, Keith, stopped up late to watch The Outer Limits, which used to be quite a scary programme on the telly. And my other brother went upstairs to bed, and he got a matchbox, which he put on the end of his fishing rod, lowered it out the window and just tapped on the window with the matchbox. (laughs) And uh, my dad got up, my brother's fishing out the window at two in the morning, which he thought odd, and he went downstairs, and my my other brother was underneath the table, (laughs) hiding from the ghost. Oh, family life. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Two tries by Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Coincidentally, there is an area of Birmingham called Hollywood. Oh. I'm not saying I'm going to go there just
2: for the purposes of that song, but we're not too far away from there as we speak. That's true. There's also a uh, place in Birmingham called Broadway. Uh, um, Which is another place uh, in America. I don't even remember where that is, but I'll take your word. Have you been researching Birmingham? I have been <laughs> yeah. researching Birmingham. Oh, my God, yet. he's got loads
1: of paper <laughs> here full of facts.
2: Of, you sly
1: old fox.
2: <laughs> what true. else? What else um, about Birmingham? There are 30 Birminghams around the world and one crater on the moon that's called Birmingham. I never knew that. Oh, that's true. The o- the chain of Odeon Cinemas came from Birmingham. <laughs> <laughs> It started at Birmingham like a chain letter. <laughs> <laughs> the city of Birmingham has staged more major sporting events than any other UK city. I find that hard to believe. It's absolutely from the internet, true.
0: <laughs> but what about London's got about 20 football clubs? More
2: sporting events than, I think it's quantity probably, rather than, I think probably they have a... Table tennis tournament. I, I like that You're minutes. saying
1: this like you know, you're just making it up and I'm you've got off the internet.
2: Up. J. R. R. Tolkien R. is from, Hartley. from Birmingham. From Birmingham. <laughs> yeah. Cadbury's Chocolate.
0: Yes. It certainly is. Centenary um, Square is yes, made of okay. right. <laughs> We know now about
1: Someone that. has um, talking of sporting events, Frank, mm. someone has texted in to say who is the bloke in the bow tie next to your edge baston? They haven't said their name. That's a very good question. Who um, was it? I should point out
0: the reason they asked me that is because apparently I was on... Te- I went to the, the test yesterday and uh, I, I was on telly. You know, they have a shots of, like, celebrities in the crowd. Oh, yeah. I had about seven texts saying you have just been on telly. It shows how long since I've last been on telly <laughs> people text me about a three-second shot during the cricket coverage. Nevertheless, um, <laughs> I was sitting next to a bloke, yeah, with a, uh, with a bow tie. So I spoke to him for quite a while. I have no idea though who he was. Oh. the bow tie made me think obviously he was he was somebody who might have developed the atom bomb because it, yeah. it, it seems to be those kind of like
2: scientific. Types or
1: the late of Frank Muir, I always say. I don't think tie, it was even. the late no. like Frank Muir. <laughs> <laughs> they're but, very fashion now, though bow ties. Yeah, the new
2: Doctor Who's wears bow tie, doesn't he? Yeah, but it's no, not it, right. It wasn't him.
0: <laughs> I don't think it was him, unless it, unless you know. Did he have no, an no. assistant? No, Um, it wasn't him. He didn't have an assistant, no. He had a small metal dog with him, (laughs) looking back. Hmm, Maybe, just maybe.
1: Um, Someone else has tweeted uh, um, to say, someone called Stimpson Corner. I don't know if that's their real name, but that's their Twitter name. I like
0: the fact they're called Stimpson Corner. (laughs) Are they a character from an Oscar Wilde short story? (laughs) So Boothby Stimpson Corner has arrived, sir. (laughs) Oh, how tiresome. (laughs) Anyway...
1: And I believe this is in a sort of Brummy accent. Okay. I can't do it, so I'm going to give you this is how I would read it. Air er Binyard, Air er Kid Loves Yao. Uh, <laughs> You're <all> right. <laughs> loves Yao show. He says it's Boston. Love Liz of Langley, now Uncle Ben <laughs> Well, that was
0: very <laughs> sexy, if you don't mind the saying. Very sexy, but with... What with does a, it all
1: mean, With Frank? an element
0: of uh, someone from the West Midlands on Rehypnol. OK. But um, I liked it. Um, it How it, should it sound? It should say, I've been your kid loves your show." He says it's Boston, lovely as a Langley, near Uncle Ben's Bridge. Um, <laughs> it's a complimentary. Oh, is that good? Yeah, always, There's yeah. somewhere oh. called Uncle Ben's Bridge. Uncle Ben's Bridge is where I had, underneath that, I had my first ever under the bra experience. <gasps> wow. Yes, I no, I've said bra on Absolute Radio. I <laughs> feel that David Cameron has set a dangerous precedent. <laughs> under the bra under a bridge, was it with a troll? <laughs> I'm not prepared to answer that, but I've seen better. Um, Absolute <laughs> Radio. Alan Cochrane has joined us here in the studio. Hello. Hello. I should point out, I am Frank Skinner, we are on Absolute Radio, I'm with Emily and Gareth, and also, we're in Birmingham.
3: Indeed. Yes.
0: Which, uh, which is
3: exciting for you, isn't it? It is, yes. I've been here before, obviously, you understand. <laughs> I'm aware of that. As but, I, have I, indeed. But I'm getting me star. Did you know I was getting yeah, me yeah, star? Yeah, yeah, I've heard. It's exciting.
0: It, oh, man, exciting is not the word. I think it was uh Mark E. Smith from The Fall who said... Birmingham!
3: And, uh, <laughs> what did he say? Can we hear that again? <laughs>
0: he said... Birmingham business
3: school. I'm no clearer, are you? I don't he know said... if one of my headphones isn't loud enough <laughs> to quite get what he says after Birmingham. He says
0: Birmingham Business School. Oh, right. It's from a track called Birmingham School of Business Store, which is one of my <laughs> favourite track titles ever. I think I was talking slightly off mic, it's all gone a bit wrong since you've come in, Alan Cobb. Get off
3: me! I've Get affected off me! The, <laughs> affected the feng shui of the studio. So why are you in Birmingham? I'm in Birmingham just doing uh, the Glee Club. Uh, well, don't say club. just doing the Glee Club. I, I mean, as opposed to being on tour on my own, I'm just doing okay. uh, sets there, as they say. OK, I'm the sure Glee Club, this. I
0: should say, is a very famous comedy club
3: in Birmingham. Indeed. And, uh, and then... Ooh! Now my headphones have oh, started playing in both ears now. Have you ever worn headphones before? <laughs> I've never seen anyone so
2: fascinated by by anything. Uh, well, it's... No, I've got a dodgy like... lead as well. The lead's are <coughs> dodgy. I've
0: had, I've had <laughs> to take mine in place.
1: don't want to hear this. No,
0: you'd think we'd pull out in some sort
3: of cyber mind helmet where you could see sheep jumping at you i'll tell you what i've developed a system now i'm gonna have one ear on and one ear off so. oh, i think worked for van Gogh. <laughs> <laughs> so where did it go last night at the glee club uh, it was good fun yes it was nice it was all right i uh, there was a clerical error so they phoned me at um, five to nine saying where are you you're on first and i said oh absolutely not i've got an email saying i'm on last i don't need to be there till 11 o'clock oh and so then I had to sort of peg it and go straight on stage, which meant that I was full of MS sandwiches from the service station. Oh, no, that's not. But, good, you know, it? it was fine. Just went on and told them the funny stuff. That's, yeah. that's, that's really it's it. It's always good to do the funny stuff. Well, absolutely. Yeah. It took me a while for that to click. But...
0: Yeah. Well, I started doing it, and then after a few years, I thought, actually, I'm going to stop doing the funny stuff. Now, that isn't true,
3: because I've seen you do stand up this year, and you're a. Uh, very good at it. Oh, well, it's, thank you, Alan. definitely self-deprecating humour You can, soft, you is, can uh... come back. A <laughs>
0: lovely man he is, Alan Cochran. <laughs>
1: Absolute radio.
0: Anyway, Alan, you're about to go, uh, well, about to go in the autumn on, on a, a, quite a massive tour.
3: Well, I'm doing um, I'm doing 30 dates after the Edinburgh Festival. I actually go to the Edinburgh Festival and then go on a sort of honeymoon, because I, uh, I got married three weeks ago. Three uh-huh. weeks ago today, in fact, um, which... A lot of people would normally go, ah, oh, but in this room <laughs> there's so much jaded cynicism about the whole process that well, everyone just OK, either that or just you're also used to comedians talking that you kind of go, and the punchline will be along shortly, we'll just oh, sit no. I think that one of the things we
0: talked about before the show began was why people go, ah, when someone says they've got married.
3: I see. Right. <laughs> or have no, well, a child. I wasn't really expecting at no. all. We're uh, glad you've got married. I you know? mean... I'm, It is effectively a conversation that got out of hand. It was in no way a sort of typical romantic big day type thing because we've been together eight years and we just didn't feel a massive need to... We literally grew out of boyfriend and girlfriend because we had a baby and it was too long a relationship. Once that chat started, three months later, we were married in the Lake District. Did you
1: propose, though?
3: No, there was no proposal, oh. or stag do, or, or hen do, or anything. Did you book a church or anything, or were you married on <laughs> the No under a church, tree? no church whatsoever. There you was a registry a office. a man in good velvet robes. <laughs> that would have been quite good, but um, I, we just went to a registry office in the Lake District, and they went to a very nice hotel, and all had dinner. And so just, Were you just, heading for just... Gretna Green and thought, this is far enough, <laughs> <an off, laughs> isn't fire. it? It's <laughs> lovely, yeah. <here. laughs> I started looking at how much the fuel was costing. Yeah, exactly. Let's just pull off here, it seems nice. Well, so. you
0: got to think, when you're married, you got to think about these things. Absolutely. And so, how's married life. <laughs> married life's alright, yeah. Has there been any, have you noticed any kind of inner core change in uh, your
3: attitude? The, the major difference so far has that I've been saying uh, my now wife instead of my girlfriend, and uh, I said on stage the other night, I think that's what happens for the first year She's your now wife, then she's your wife, and then eventually she's your ex-wife. Yeah. And as I said that, <laughs> a fairly bitter-looking divorcee cackled. <laughs> yeah. So every now and again you just stumble on someone's backstory that you perhaps might not want to.
0: Well, I've stumbled on a few cackling... Bitter divorcees in Birmingham over the years. I'll I thought
3: it. you were going to say you stumbled on a few backs over the years, but <laughs> well, I, I can <laughs> assure
0: you. Don't get all David Cameron on us. Indeed,
3: yeah, it. that was uh, that was. I was wondering if I'm allowed to swear. No, was. definitely no. not. No, I'm going, wow, there was panic <laughs> yeah. in the room. There, well, see, yeah. we
1: reacted to that, not yeah, not your marriage <laughs>
3: swearing. <laughs> exactly. We're big on that. Yeah,
0: Funny we not? swear. aww. aww. <laughs>
3: it is. Uh, I, I find that there's a. Uh, And I swear in adult comedy clubs, but I find that there's a certain amount of everyday swearing that I find offensive. I saw somebody the other day with a T-shirt that had uh, a naughty word and Mm. then me, ass... No... (laughs) Naughty word. Google, ask me. And I was just thinking, you know, there's people walking about with their children, and that bloke has blatantly, blatantly got a swear word written on his T-shirt. Exactly. And so I was offended at that. And my mate Neil was more offended at the idea that this person was preposterous enough to assume that they were cleverer than Google.
0: Well, also, I, I somebody said to me once, "I find your T-shirt offensive." You know, that the the thing written on it. And I had to point out I actually didn't know it was there. It had been done by mischievous schoolboys. <laughs> So uh, I felt quite uh, badly done to. I say, badly done to. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. We're talking to Alan Cochran, who recently got married. Hello. Um. But more importantly... He's on tour. I am yeah. So when
3: does the tour begin? The tour starts the 25th of September. I was told to say that you can find out about it on alancochran.com, which is with a U, A-L-U-N. Mm. Nobody goes to it because it's an awkward spelling. Anyway... Yeah. Um, at least that's how I justify it. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it starts on the 25th of September. It's essentially my civic duty to go out in these troubled times and just talk nonsense, I feel. It's I... about daydreaming, so it's perfect for these times. And oh, does it have a title? Like you it's might... called Alan Cochrane is a Daydreamer, brackets at night, close brackets. Oh, bra- brackets. That's, that's when the show's on. Yeah. Bracket, like I'm a it. big fan of <laughs> comedy brackets. So yeah,
0: like on a... Uh... Yeah, what about engine Bracket? Are you, are you with that?
3: <laughs> the jury's still out on them for me. But well, yeah, brackets, but we said we wouldn't mention the trial. <laughs> <laughs> OK, and in, you're in Edinburgh for the, for the whole thing? Yes, I go up uh, Thursday night and do the 7th to the 30th or whatever it is, with no days off, because I just thought, Ooh. if I'm away, I'll just do it. I'll just gig. I think that's an error. I do look you? forward to the days off. Yeah. I've, I can't be bothered with them. i. I'll just end up thinking, oh, I should probably be doing my gig.
0: Okay, I just—it's just it's just every day you've got a gig, there's a tiny fire burning in your stomach that yeah. tells you you're doing a gig that night. Even if you're not really worried about it, To there.
3: Yeah, I know what you mean, but at the same time, I just think I've got to... I'm, I'm going up there to do the show, so I may as well just do the show. Oh, well, I'm fair with. enough. So I'm hoping a, to hit the ground running and keep running for the whole festival. Well, most
0: and, people are exhausted after Edinburgh. You're going to go oh, and yeah. do a 30-day tour.
3: Well, I've got a little gap got a little gap heard to that. stay in a
0: yurt. You're
3: going to stay in a yurt? <laughs> Do you know about a yurt? The, they're, they're tents, Frank. Yeah, I've heard okay, of them. They have okay.
0: them at festivals. No, I'm just
1: explaining because you I, might think of them as tents.
0: I thought that was like a <laughs> tent. I know. I got massaged in one once.
1: What? Yeah,
0: he still writes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I did. I, uh, I did. I got
0: quite a nice. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but it's a deep, deep tissue kind of a thing massage. Yes. Yeah. I a bit Deep <laughs> tissue it. by the end of it. <laughs> oh. Oh. I was crying
3: is what I meant. It brings out your emotions. It does. I uh, the first m- massage I had in thailand or hong kong or somewhere my wife was on the next my now wife was on the next bench and uh, and she i didn't realize that there's an etiquette that you're not meant to go oh that's nice and right so all the way through it she could just hear this idiot next to her oh that's really good that and i don't know if there is a protocol is there Are you meant I to think, I'd, I'd be happy with that if i, I was a, a, if i was a masseuse yeah well i, I think i was a, a, a good customer for a masseuse i'm also very good if people cook for me i i get really into it and keep saying all the way through the meal, this is great. I'm one of those people. Brilliant. I think I'd like cooking for me. Well, I do, but I don't thank myself. No. Anyway, <laughs> um, I'm do going on house tour. That's <laughs> we're all wondering. <laughs> I'm going on tour at the end of September, and uh, it is just about daydreaming. I'm pretending that it's escapism, and that you can come along and, oh, just laugh away your troubles in these difficult times, but right. actually there's a bit more real life in it than I'm pretending. It's okay. All right. It's good. Well, I've, uh, I
0: should say, um, I've, I've seen uh, Alan live many times and uh, he's incredibly funny i don't wish to embarrass you but um it's uh it's kind of proper what i would call proper comedy it's a, a man speaking to people not nice. be, not being dressed up or wearing dark glasses and pretending to be a hollywood star and doing a funny voice it's proper real funny from the heart comedy um so i'll be um i'll be coming when are you on in edinburgh what time of the night 10.50pm Well I can come to that You see Because my show's at 8 o'clock I Accidentally plug in my own show Well what do you know Well yeah Well I'll come to that That'll be brilliant Great I believe I'm doing your show as well whilst I'm Oh there. you are so doing I my show just, Yeah Because yeah, I can't do it one night So I said well you do it can you, do, you can do the accent Let's, let's see your Birmingham accent Um what,
3: what do you want me to say Let me say Say
1: like I love your show Or whatever
3: <laughs> that, I think she slightly put you off <laughs> then Can I do it again in Birmingham Yeah go on uh, I love your show. I there know. you go.
0: You could, you could, you could That's be me. Right. They just we need aging up a bit, like um, <laughs> a bit like Dustin Hoffman in the Ten Thousand Year Old Man. Alan, uh, do you go and see Alan Cochrane. He's incredibly funny.
4: Absolute radio.
0: I should say no pressure on Alan, but he came back and said, "I've got a story I forgot to tell." So uh, we said, "Okay."
3: Well, someone asked about where I was staying, and I'm actually staying in a hotel that, and I, I like this because it's sort of. For me, this sums up the oddness of the Midlands. I feel like the the Midlands has been overlooked in in the whole of the UK in certain ways. Like, they're not even mentioned in the North-South Divide, are they? No, that's and, true. And so <laughs> the I think divide, just, that's what we used to be called. <laughs> yeah, just because no-one's looking, there's a sort of an everyday oddness that nobody really seems to go, hang on, that's, that's weird in other places. But uh, the bottom line is, the last time I stayed in this hotel, I checked in and asked for a, a big bed, and the girl on the reception went, no. You could have a small room with a small bed. And the, and I went up there and opened the door and I checked into a hotel room that didn't have a bed in it. And I literally had to go down to reception and complain to the same woman, my hotel room hasn't got a bed in it. They did, did not have a found in it either. I, I'd had that moment of walking in and at first glance... Pleasantly surprised at how roomy the room was. <laughs> <Wouldn't they? laughs> I, and then thought, hang on, I usually throw my bag somewhere. Um, and, and I went down and I said, Oh, my room hasn't got a bed in it. And she looked up and said, Are you sure? <laughs> and, and I remember thinking, Well, I'm fairly sure. Maybe Did you have a, a moment's doubt see. that it could
0: have been one of those that comes down from the wall?
3: I was thinking I didn't check behind the door. There's uh, probably a double waterbed behind the door, which yeah, is my fault. It just hadn't been filled. I just can't see certain types of furniture. It's a new problem I have. Really. <laughs> That's, that can be quite scary. Very strange
0: moment. It, it, that is odd. I, uh, I've i always felt like when they said um, when they say, would you like, please, can you make up my room? mm mm-hmm that they might say, yes, it's on the 11th floor, and there's, you know, number 17, <laughs> that there's only nine floors. But that's never happened.
2: Did, did you know that um, <laughs> Joseph Priestley, a minister from Birmingham, discovered oxygen? <laughs> yeah, did he? Wow. Yeah, that is true. What, what you, did he find oh. it in his mask on an aeroplane? <laughs> I wonder what people breathed before he discovered that.
1: Gareth likes Birmingham
3: facts.
2: I've got Birmingham facts. He's, he's very good on on your bit Birmingham Been online facts. yesterday. Yeah, (laughs) from online. Um, Rainfall, one thousand eight hundred thirty-three thirty millimeters. Yeah, that's that's not as good as the discovery (laughs) of oxygen. (laughs) Who discovered rainfall?
0: (laughs) Rainfall. I think that was Gene Kelly So look, um, Alan, uh, have a great Edinburgh and a great tour. Thank you very much. This is now your official goodbye because we've got a special phone guest coming after this song. Absolute Radio. It's Roberto Di Matteo, the new West Bromwich Albion (gasps) (gasps) boss.
2: Roberto Di Matteo. Are you there, Roberto? Yes, yes, good morning.
0: <laughs> good morning. It's very exciting to speak to you, and I really mean that.
2: Yes,
4: thanks. I mean, it's a pleasure for me to be, uh, to be able to be the head coach of West Bromwich
0: Albion. Now, what, what does that mean, Roberto? Because in, in, in the past, we just had a manager, and now we've got a head coach and a first-team coach. So, what, what is the, what's your job description?
4: the same I think uh, it's just the name basically changes the, the fact that uh, you know we have a, a sport director that, that works very closely with me uh, and maybe that changes a little bit in uh, recruiting maybe players but ultimately uh, I have to find a decision on, on the players that come in and, and the ones that go out so I think it's just a change of uh, of title more than anything else
0: ok so you've it's, it's got a few more people helping you out basically
4: one more, yeah, one more person, yeah. Okay. Then In Dan
0: well, yes. So, t- to be a manager now, you have to do all sort of uh, badges and stuff, don't you? you yes. You have to do badges. Yes. What kind of things do you do on those courses? I've often wondered.
4: Well, they give you a structure on how they, they think, you know, you should coach, you should have your sessions uh, done, and, uh, and then as you go further up, your development, there's um, some management uh, skills, communication skills involved. Uh, a bit of psychology, uh, finance, and all that. As you, as you need as a manager, also because you're you're running a club, aren't you?
0: I, I like the fact they do psychology. So they tell you how to sort of deal with difficult players and stuff like that. <laughs>
4: Well, there, there isn't a guideline, really, you now, because obviously everybody is different. As uh, has different personalities, so you know you can't say, well, you know, you just have to treat everybody the same. But uh, to give you an, an an insight into, you know, what you have to expect and what you you should know a little bit about it. Um,
0: so, what kind of manager are you? Would you say are you are you a, a shouter and a screamer, or are you the sort of Mister Nice Guy? Uh,
4: a bit of both. Bit of both, you know. Uh, if you need to raise your voice, you raise your voice. If, if there's no need to do it, uh, you, you, don't, you don't do it. I like to, I like to observe a lot and, uh, and then make my decisions and um, I think this, this question I can only answer maybe in five years or six years or ten years' time.
0: Because you're still pretty normal. new to it, aren't you? You've only been managing for a year and suddenly you're managing the best club in Europe.
4: Well, <laughs> yes, that's correct. Uh, yeah.
0: Well, I'm not that
4: new. I'm 39 years old, you know, so I've been in this world for a little bit. And uh, well,
0: yeah, but not managing though. <laughs> no, not managing. You but can't count after... your school days.
4: <laughs> but you know, I've been in football for all my life, and um, I've, I've been, I've played at the highest level, so I, I know the environment, I know the industry, and uh, management is very exciting. Actually, I, I, I have to say, it's it's a great job. You, a lot you, of pressure, but uh, it's exciting.
0: Well, all the best jobs have a bit of pressure thrown in, don't they?
4: Well, you, you know something about it, don't you?
0: Well, i tell you, it's better than where work. I've worked in a factory, and I I think being a football manager is probably better than that. Absolutely, I agree with you. But, you know, you can always fall back on that if, if times get hard.
4: <laughs> yeah, well, I, I remember where I come from, so don't worry. I've, yes. been, there, I've been there myself.
0: <laughs> oh, good man. If you, I bet you've never worked in a factory. Weren't you always just a brilliant uh, footballer?
4: Uh, no, no. Well, you know, I grew up in Switzerland uh, with uh, a poor background. Uh, and, uh, you know, I used to work in my school holidays and uh, when I was uh, a bit younger before I started my football career. So I've
0: Fibulous. done it all. Well, that's yeah. good. And, uh, and, and are you going to move to West Bromwich? I mean, to live.
4: I'm going to move up to the Midlands, yeah. Um, I'm, at the moment, temporarily staying in a hotel, but uh, I had the chance yesterday to have a a look uh, at some places, and hopefully I can sort something out there as soon as possible.
0: Because weren't you on that um, Footballers' Cribs programme?
1: Oh, the MTV show?
0: Yeah, the MTV thing with your... Didn't you have a really flash pad? (laughs) Well, well,
4: flash—I wouldn't say it's flash. It's just—it's uh, my house, and I decorate it with my wife the way we like it. And that's a long time ago, though, Frank. I have to say that—that's been filmed uh, five, six
0: years ago. That was when you were young and crazy. <laughs> yes, more or less. <laughs> <laughs> now I hear that you've done a, a very Italian thing—that one of the first things you've done since you've come to West Brom is you've had an espresso machine put in your office. <sighs>
4: to say he's got some spice in the campaign <laughs> <laughs> well you know obviously I said to the chairman chairman if I an Italian, Italian manager you know you've got to get me an espresso machine because that's what we have isn't it as Italians we love our espresso
0: yeah I mean it's, it's very cool I'm looking forward to seeing your lambretta on the car park <laughs> no I won't be doing that with this weather by the way <laughs> and see you sitting on the bench in shades it'll be brilliant I'm well, I'm very, I'm, I'm very excited about you taking over, Roberto, and all the Thank Albion you, fans I've spoken to have all got very, very high hopes. Just before you go, can you absolutely, categorically guarantee us promotion this season?
4: <laughs> well, unfortunately, I can't. I oh, can Roberto, I can guarantee you a uh, commitment, and uh, that's what you know what we're going to put in, and if we do that, and uh, and then I'll, I think the results will come.
0: Well, I'm going to be uh, sitting up just be- I sit just behind your bench, actually, about uh, 15 rows behind you, so I'll be shouting very, very loudly. I mean, you yeah, know. I
4: heard-, I heard about you already, don't worry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I, 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 you know I mean this from the heart. I wish you the very, very best of luck this season.
4: Thank you, and I'd like to thank all the supporters I've met so far. They've been brilliant with me so far. Oh, they're a great bunch.
0: As long as you win every week, they'll be very nice. <laughs>
4: I know what it is about. I
0: need to win games. I know it's as simple as that. Exactly. Well, look. Well, the best of luck, and it's great talking to you. Thank you, Frank. Bye. See you, Roberto. Bye. Okay. Bye. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily and Gareth in Birmingham, all in one breath. And I haven't so, still started. Yeah. Haven't started breathing. I have, I've stopped breathing. <laughs> And, uh, were you yeah,
1: excited chatting to Roberto? he was sweet
0: i'd get fair i mean he's the manager at west from which you don't know what that means to me it's, i could
1: see you being quite nervous it's like if some nervous. people
0: were like, interviewing madonna that's how yeah. i feel well i'm more excited because he's got nicer arms
1: or like <laughs> if someone was interviewing them and the guy who wrote he's just not that into you for me that would be the same thing that's really the
0: person you'd <laughs> most like to speak to the, the bloke who wrote no he's he's in my dating. top 10
1: he's in my top 10 oh
0: okay well, perhaps we can get him on. Yeah. Shouldn't be too difficult.
1: Someone sort it, please, love. He's
0: actually, you know, he's with the same management company that I am.
1: <gasps> it's all going to come together. In case you
0: don't know this book, it's quite a big, it's a massive selling book in America. Yeah. And it's about dating, isn't it? Yeah. And it's there's a film about it and all. I don't know why we're plugging He's not on. <laughs> exactly. So when he's on now, I'll just say, sorry, we plugged it eight months ago when you cropped up and, 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 and all that. So, yeah, so I, I'm I'm getting ready now for my star ceremony. Um, In case you've tuned in late... um. I'm getting a, a star on the Birmingham Walk of Stars.
1: Um, Is that what you're wearing?
0: What you mean this? Uh, yeah. this uh, yellow cycling <laughs> outfit. Yes, that's exactly. What, what of it? Yes, um, we're in. Uh, so we're in Birmingham. I think it was Johnny Rotten who said. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's not here, in case you're wondering. think of Fancy getting him in just for that? We use that as a tag. Yeah, I don't know quite what's happening. I- I'm turning up, I'm doing some interviews with the local press, in- in- including somebody called Radio Rhubarb, <laughs> uh, which I don't know anything about. And uh, and uh, and then um, I'm d- I do it judging a judging a talent contest of-, of Birmingham new comedians. So they're getting mm-hmm. their money's worth. Then I get my star from the mayor, and then uh, I get a three-course meal and so do all my friends and family, including the people on this show.
1: Hey! So,
0: that, that's brilliant. I just had a note that says, use somebody. You know, it's just not in my nature. Oh, you mean the song. Okay, so yeah, so um, uh, Joe Russell is next. She's giving away free tickets to the V Festival. Can you believe that? nothing to do with the absolute she's just got some found something around back i mean they're from they're from four years ago but who cares uh, so that thanks very much it's been lovely doing the show from birmingham if you're around come and see me get me start and if you're not we'll speak to you next week good day to you absolute radio